You are now checked in to Stand Up New York Labs. Oh, yeah. Hey, listeners. This episode is brought to you by Squarespace. We may know nothing about love and dating, but we do know something about where to go to create your own website. And you know it's Squarespace. It's the all-in-one platform that makes it fast and easy to create your own professional website portfolio. I don't know if you who has a portfolio, but you could do it there. And online store. So please support our sponsor for a free trial and 10% off. You can visit squarespace.com and enter the offer code NOTHING at checkout. Uh, Yeah, these websites look great. Just go to their website and check them out. They look professional and you'll be surprised and it's easy and you can do it yourself. Um, So please support the podcast. Offer code NOTHING for 10% off and a free trial. Now here's the podcast. We know nothing. We know nothing, we know nothing, we know nothing, we know nothing So give us a call, we'll give it our all Cause if there's one thing we know, it's how to pick up the phone We know nothing, but we'll try Welcome to the show it's we know nothing with mickey glazer and phil hanley hey everybody hey and we're joined today by a special guest uh jacqueline novak comedian hi how do you feel about comedian i'm really sorry i just said that no no i mean coming from one you know it's of course yeah that's different i i don't like when it gets pronounced comedian for some reason like a comedian annie oakley oh it's so bad annie comedian raggedy annie yeah horrible that one it's just bad french yeah Exactly, it's comedian, comedian, much like moleskin notebooks. Oh moleskin. yeah, yeah, I pronounce it like that. Moleskin, mm-hmm. that's what yeah. it is. How horrible is that last sound I'm making? No, that moleskin. Do like, people really say it, moleskin? I say moleskin. Most say moleskin. But if you heard someone say it with the skin. French accent, no, only me, only me. Unless oh, it has okay. an e at the end, it's moleskin. No, right, right. Mm-hmm. No, no, you're absolutely right. But I thought it did. Oh, does it have an E? For some reason, I thought it had an E at the end. The the ones with the vaginas do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the pink the, ones. The pink ones. <laughs> the pink leather. We all know the pink ones. Yeah. Um. I I find it weird that um. And I I tweeted this this weekend, but I was wrong. But shampoo in French is shampoing, and it looks like shampooing is like that's how it's spelled. Oh. And so it's so. I bet people who don't speak French or don't know that like on hotel bottles it always says the French yes. version. And it always says shampooing on it. And people yes. are probably just like, why is the verb on there? <laughs> like yes. or the active, but it's shampoing. Right. And it's weird. Is it O I N G? Yes. Sh- right. O O I N G. Yeah. Oh, that, double yeah. O. It's just shampooing. Shampoo is a strange word on its own. It's so weird. Like, is that an English word? Why? Or did they take it from the shampoing? Champoignier or something? Probably took it from shampoing. <laughs> I don't have a lot of input for this. Aren't you Canadian? I am you Canadian. Know French? Uh, no, I don't know French, but do you know we have French and English on every single product, right? Did you know that really? in Canada? Yeah. So you should, you've, you know. It, I can't decide You've been in a bathroom and, and grabbed a French shampoo bottle? dyslexia. Uh, oh, that's yeah. a good point. Yeah. That's a good point. Mm-hmm. Back to dyslexia. Always bringing it up. A lot of comedians are. I know. Are you? Really? No. Okay. I said that sadly. Yeah. I'm always disappointed when I don't have when I'm not you know left-handed or. Oh my god. Any me of that too. Stuff. I'm like, I'm like, trust me, I am in spirit. <laughs> <laughs> have you taken that quiz that says if you're left brain or right brain? Um. You should. Yeah, I definitely should. I, I I'm very into quizzes that ty- you know codify. My brain typify. is a carry. 
Oh my God, that's hilarious. <laughs> Yours is probably a Miranda. I've done the full Lumosity. I joined Lumosity. You ever see that advertised? Yeah. I've seen that. A couple of years yeah, ago, I've I joined it. Yeah, I've heard a podcast. It. I was trying, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was trying to like up my... Cognitive. The, yeah, because it's really interesting you see what you are good at and what you're not. Oh, yeah. Like I'm really fast, cognitively fast and flexible. Those are my two that are like really high. Ooh, yeah. And then attention and memory are lower. Okay. Does Doesn't that kind of make sense? Can't you see me flying wildly through like different ideas and stuff like that? But then attention and memory. Uh, given those choices, I'd want to be better at f- flexibility. And what's the other one? Speed. Clearly, my memory is and speed. That'd be much better than memory. Who cares? Yeah. So I, you're a little ADD. I, yeah, yeah, big time. Yeah. Are, are, do you are do you have like Adderall and stuff? I I I do. Um, like I go through periods where I'm on it every day for like three years and then I'm not on it for two years. Right. It's kind of like, it really just depends on, um, a lot of what your life is and what you, what, you know, in what way you need to function at a given time. Like I thought I needed to go on it because I'm writing this book right now. Yeah. Um, Due out next year, 2015. Um, but we'll get into that. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I didn't mean to plug it. But you, are you, um, I'm not on you're not Adderall doing it. Is for, it? It was too. I, I did it a little bit. It does. I, I feel like I write better not on Adderall. Uh, it, le- it lets me move, sort of fly around, and connect. I think it's more right. You stay more in your right brain or something. I agree with you on that. Like the times that I've done it for uh, a test or uh, an essay in college. So it's been a while, but I just found that like I'd write like a a, a B paper. Yeah. Whereas if I or like a B minus. Yeah. You know, like, and if I just didn't take it, I would get like a an A. But it's just like B. It's just like not as good content. But you get it done super fast, right? Right. And you think it's really great. Oh and yeah, it's like writing Confidence. comedy. Writing I've never comedy tried with, it. I've never done. Oh it. my god, you. Fe- I mean, it's like Coke. Yes. I, I mean, I've only done like little, little, tiny bits of it. And yeah. It was so many years ago, and I would never do it again, kids. But. Um, it was the same to me as Ritalin. The yeah. I just was like, I want to clean and I want to oh. read and learn. I was taking it to stay awake for a while because like, I'm always trying to combat depression. So in a period where I was sleeping so much oh, and just falling shit. asleep all the time, they basically prescribed it to me as an antidepressant. Wow. It was like, help me activate, as they said at the time. I, have, um, I, w- I was going to reach out to you because... Uh, Jacqueline is writing a book currently about depression yeah. and comedy. Well, it's a funny book about depression. Yes, in theory, it's it's such a great idea. And um, and you reached out to me and a, a handful of comics. I'm guessing, yeah, yeah, who you knew de- dealt with depression and um and we like uh it was just really nice because the week you reached out to me and were like, hey, write to me about your depression or whatever. Yeah, just any thought you have, yeah. anything you want to share, negative thoughts even that you're having. Yeah, yeah. and you were just like, I just want to. I'm gathering information. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, there's someone I can just dump all my stuff on. And <laughs> uh, it was, it was really best. nice. Like I was just texting you like, I've, my, I've, my arms are too fat to leave my apartment or something like that. You feel like those Ugh. kind of crazy thoughts. It was, I was someplace to put them and you were so sweet. Cause I was just like expecting just to dump them and you'd write back like, that's not true about you. You <laughs> can do anything you want. You're beautiful and talented. And I'd be like, Oh no, she's, I don't want her to like put work into this. Right, but you right, were right. really sweet. And, um, we had a lot of, it was just like a good, cause we've always known each other, but didn't. Um, have a very like close yeah. friendship, but you're someone that I run into, and I'm immediately like, you know, when you have when you meet someone who's struggled yes. with the same things you have, you immediately feel like this intense <laughs> yeah. 
kinship. Definitely. And I feel that for you. And um, Jacqueline and I have kind of a funny, like, origin story, I guess. Like, oh, yeah. We both, like, or at least I know I, I was, like, like it, so jealous yeah. of you. And, like, I not, spe- specifically remember Sean O'Connor, like, telling yes. me about you. Like, yep. were you in LA or something at the time? Yes. Or, and being and talking about you and, and sort of just in this way that was, there's something about when, when like, a male comic just talks to you about another female comic there's a there's a quality to it sometimes though that's like they are trying to upset you about how great this other female is absolutely and then he did the same thing about you to me yeah yeah and so uh, he yeah he created this thing where i would just google you and and totally feel threatened because you're so fucking hilarious and now it couldn't be like you know there was it's when you're young and you're starting out you're just so competitive yeah and I, I still have those tendencies, but it's yeah, yeah. like watching you the other night perform stand up. You you got to get her album um, called Quality Notions. It's on iTunes right now. You're one of my favorite people to watch. The other night Thank watching you. you was so. I've been quoting oh, your right. jokes to everyone. Oh my god, everyone! You she has a bit about eating nachos. Did you see it? Were you there? That no, night? I wasn't there, but you told me about the set. Oh yeah. Oh my um, god. Gary Goldman and I were watching and like dying laughing. But your bit about nachos, how, and I'm just gonna yeah. tease it a little bit. Yeah. How, and this is so fucking true. I can't believe no one's ever made this observation. How girls always act shocked at the like size of the plate. <laughs> it's like, when have nachos not <laughs> been on a huge plate? But they're always like, oh, I couldn't. Like, I, how are we gonna do this? And then, I mean, I'm totally paraphrasing yeah, your bit, yeah. but like, I like that. you um, you talked about how when girls eat nachos together, like they have to act like, oh, I don't even know how to do this. Like, how do you put this in your mouth? And like, there's <laughs> the toppings and you're like, well, but when I make nachos at home, I'm very capable. Yes. One will slip off the plate and I'll hacky sack it into my mouth. <laughs> it was so good. I love it. It was so good. I loved it so much. And then your stuff about doggy style. I really think if you if you enjoy this podcast, you will love her stand up. And um, so what's the, how's the book going? Um, it's, it's good. I mean, it's obviously the process of trying to write a book um, about depression, but just in general, it, you know, it's kind of like a nightmare. Yeah, how do you start? For struggling with depression. You know what I mean? Just, you know, issues of worthlessness, <laughs> feelings of worthlessness while trying to write is like very challenging and, and going through, you know, trying to finish something and put it out there. So basically oh I've gosh. fully, I've now I've just put that all in the book. So I have like these writing updates now throughout the book where I talk about kind of, I don't know if I'm going to finish the book. Yeah. And so it's kind of this weird thing because I'm saying, I know you guys probably think I did finish the book because you're in theory reading it right now. You know what I mean? Like, but you it's sort really of weird, don't know if you But I truly it. don't know. Like you have to realize like you have to join me back in time. So there's all this weird stuff that's kind of like, it's become, you know, all this kind of meta stuff. But you do actually get the real depression thinking in that stuff where I'm just consumed with my own it's not worthlessness even like and you, what, you talking know. it's like the illness yeah yeah it's yeah it's like so I really include all my thoughts about you know um why write a book if you're not David Sedaris like why you know what I mean and just like stuff like that you know those kinds of worries are fully in it and um or like how I'm bummed out about the fact that it's you know that it's a humor book because there's really you know nothing 
more shameful than the humor section like of the bookstore like it's just like colorful and books are different sizes you know what i mean it's like not the way you expect to be ushered into the halls of literature there's like, like a cush ball yes. that comes with one of the books yeah, exactly. that's like hanging off there's blocking like another title fully yeah there's fully like whoopee cushions just like slid between the big book of jewish humor or whatever i mean it's like such an there's like coloring books it's the most embarrassing thing it's like when like a young writer with a notebook dreamed of one day so but then like the next page i'm you know, um, complaining about how I'm depressed about it not being funny enough or something. You know what I mean? So it's just like there's all this, all the doubts and stuff are just in there. I could see that being inspiring to someone who is depressed, who is reading that, who is trying to accomplish something. Yeah, I mean, I do think it's comforting. Like I always, I'm always so comforted by people's, I mean, that's why I, I always sort of chuckle when someone, like I'll, I, it's so natural to me to, like, if you say, you know, if you text me and go, I, I'm just thinking about, you know, how I can't go out tonight because my my arms are too fat to, for me to be seen in public. And I literally sometimes think, like, you know, uh, um, <laughs> I don't know. I'm too hideous. Like, I don't, like, I don't deserve to be seen. Yes. <laughs> I don't, you know, I don't deserve to walk among the world yeah. or whatever and these kinds of things. And it all, whenever I hear it coming out of someone else's mouth or, like, you texting it to me, I'm like, I even, like, text back, like, ha, ha, because, like, it's ridiculous. It's hilarious. Yeah, it's always hilarious. The second it. it's out, the second it's out, like on paper, um, I mean, I just, you know, it's, I remember my friend said to me this thing about, she, like, I was like, what are some of your depressive thoughts? She's like, you know, I, I look at my DVD collection and I just think, you know, really pathetic or whatever. <laughs> and, uh, and, and I loved that because it's so stupid, but, but in those moments where you're just oh searching, for you know what I mean, like her, her being just hurt her, yourself. She's like, I'm ugly, and my DVDs are terrible. Like it's like, yeah, you're yeah. just you're just gathering whatever. And um, I'll sometimes yeah. look at like if I'll look at okay, I have a soda in front of me, and there's a label that says Schweppes. Someone had to, to like design this Schweppes thing and spent like hours on yes. it. And I've never done anything like that. Like oh I've never, God. I feel like I've never spent hours like meticulously designing something and like having a. There's just even like a, a DVD logo could depress me because yes. I'm like some guy at a computer sat down and worked on this and I can't even fucking get out of bed right now. Oh, yes. That and kind any of object around you, like unless you... You can find a way to yes, make it... There's products. Other people's success is in your face. It's and on your eyebrows, like in the form of, you know, I mean, or you're, it's, it's on your eyelashes, like right in front of your eyes, like yeah. mascara someone produced. And someone else advertised. Yes. Like people with jobs. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I found a huge trigger for me the other night. And I felt yeah. like was watching Beyonce at the VMAs. Oh, and God. I, yeah. I know. She, she, to me, watching all those stars watch her, I was like, everyone in there must feel obsolete. Like, yeah. what's the point of what I'm doing? And so then I'm like, if they probably feel that way. I know. Then what's the point of what I'm doing? Like, I know. And then I go, well, wait, She's all she does is sing really good and yeah. look pretty and she can dance. I mean, is that what it's all about? Right. Because we worship this woman who, those are her, that's her talent. I know. And maybe it's that she's an extraordinary feminist or whatever, which I'm not so sure of. Yeah, I don't think but, that's it. I mean, yeah. I don't think that's it in particular. It's, I don't either. I think it's just she's so beautiful and such a good singer. But it, it just depressed me. I, I was just kind of like... <sighs> This is what it's all about, and I can't. There's, I'll never be that. So, what's the point? I know. I mean, but it's, it's no a quick one can move from what's the point, or it's a quick move from almost anything to what's the point. I mean, this is like you know, cognitive behavioral therapy is all about like you know these these kinds of oh, how you get from there to there. Yeah, and like 
you know, the, the depressive tends to do a lot of all or nothing thinking. So you either yeah. did a great job or, you know, you were total crap or, you yeah. know, or a lot of mind reading where, you know, that person walked out of the room and I know it's because they think, you know, I'm, um, you know, my hair is like bad or something wow. like something really, that's mind reading. You know, that's another common one. How does it affect? So if you're feeling really depressed and you do a set, how different is it than if you're feeling good and you do a set? Um, well, I mean, I, I, I stopped doing a lot of sets when I was really depressed. I mean, I just, I had one set where I tried to do a bunch of jokes about how depressed I was. Um, they were oh, not funny. Boy. And then actually it was really tragic because it was right after, it was like the day after George Bush was reelected. I mean, wait, let me think if this makes sense. 2004? Yeah, I think. And, um... I said to the audience something like, like I just went on stage and I was just like suffering from a mood disorder. Like yeah. I like did not care about whatever. And I was just like, something like, you know, like is anybody else really depressed? Or like, any, like I'm, I'm hideously depressed. Anyone else? Or something like just strictly talking like anyone else suffering from a disorder in the audience? And yeah. like the whole audience like cheered and I like felt both, like I felt really, really happy and then realized after like they were cheering because they assumed was at like UCB like they assumed oh. I was talking about Bush's re-election like oh. aren't we all depressed here oh downtown oh my god yeah so first I was like really moved by this strange moment of everyone cheering about their mental illness yeah. and then I went on to be like me too you know I can't you know walk <laughs> whatever and then yeah. I did these weird jokes about like and they and then I just stopped doing sets for a while but now I've actually really I mean I think and that maybe this is in the book, but I've just gotten much better at sort of living a life with these feelings and with these things. And because I, I feel like I, I, I used to feel like, all right, I need to leave my life, go fix myself and then return to my life. You know what I mean? And mm. I kind of did that. And um, but you can't just fix yourself. It's not, it's not over, you know. So yeah. it's sort of like now I'm more comfortable with, uh, you know, when when I feeling particularly depressed or whatever if I drop you know whatever it is um I don't freak out as much like overall like I'm kind of just I kind of just stay with it and kind of move through it and and like let it be what it is you don't fight it like it's kind of like yeah if you get caught in an undertow you're not supposed to like swim yeah, exactly. against it you're supposed to just kind of chill out and like let yes. it take you and it's very much that, you yeah no do you ever have the thing where like when I have low lows, I just go, you know what? I always get out of these. There's always an yeah. end. It's not gonna last forever. And I feel the same when I'm really super like feeling great. I'm like, <laughs> right. don't get too excited about this because it's going away. So just <laughs> yes. kind of riding it out. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I find it crippling to do. I can't do stand up when I'm depressed. I'd still do it because yeah. I just have to honor whatever set I booked most right. of the time. Right. I just did get nominated, though, at the Creek Awards for um, Comedian Most Likely to Cancel. So thank you, depression. I, 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 though, see that as I was actually like, oh, I'm relieved that I wasn't because I literally do cancel like all the time. And um, I mean, I've gotten a lot better. I, I don't know. It's, it's hard to say. I might be doing a little all or nothing thinking. But no, yeah. <laughs> um, but I feel like you're, I, I feel like that could be I feel like that award means more. Like that you're like really successful and stuff, so you have like other shit going on where you have to cancel like lesser sets. I feel like that's what it means. Um, I feel I like wish you can, that's what I could. I, I think I, that's what people think. I it hope means. people think it means that, but but it doesn't. It's just me being like, 
thinking that I want to do something and then being like, I don't want to go to a place that's going to make me sadder than I I already am. Or if I try to go on stage when I'm depressed, the audience can sense it. I'm just like faking it too much. And I just can't. It's not fun for anyone, but you the show must go on. I always watch I always reference Katy Perry's documentary. Have you ever seen it? No. She's like going through her divorce oh with God. Russell Brand and she's sobbing before her biggest concert ever in, in Brazil. It's like sixty thousand people or something insane yes. like that. I think wow. someone told me about this. It might have been you. It might have been me, but she's like sobbing in this chair and she has to go on in like five minutes. And our makeup's running. They're like, do you want us to cancel it? And you can hear the cheers outside. And she's just like, I just can't. And she's just feeling like, I can't do it. And then she was like, no, I've got it. And so she like wipes her makeup. And she's like standing on this platform and just standing that gets raised up. And then she just appears. And she's just crying. Like you can see a teardrop. And she's just like in the dark, like just standing. And then all of a sudden they go, the light comes on her. And she's like still below the, the stage. But the light comes on. And she just like lifts up her head oh and it's gosh. just like in show mode and like just kills it, but like has to just yes. get it together. And I always think that like just get it together. Like See, Katy Perry can yeah. do it. You can do it. My my problem now with my stand up is that because now I'm, or at least these days, I'm really into like sort of being in the moment and experimenting and all this kind of stuff and playing playing around like way more than when I started and I was you know so sort of scripted wouldn't say a word between jokes that yeah. that I had written um like every word was accounted for now it's 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 almost more of a problem because there isn't just you know like Kitty Perry the lights come on and she knows the lyrics to her yeah. song and you just you just do yes. it yeah. but like try, when I go on with this and I'm like oh I've been having so much fun improvising recently and then I'm like depressed or just you know in a dark place yeah and i'm like okay now so i try to sometimes so sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't like sometimes it does lift me out though yeah i mean you if know, it's a good it set do, yeah sometimes i start sometimes i get like i've also noticed i think i have a tendency to sometimes get depressed before sets um and get to this i think i like to get to a place of horror <laughs> that forces me to go like screw it and then it's it's almost like raise the stakes so high that then then it doesn't matter, and then I'm almost weirdly fearless. Yeah. Versus like minor anxiety, like get right. myself to a state where I'm like, you know what, nothing matters. I'm just like on a globe that's flying through space. <laughs> what is this? I'm just gonna go on stage, and, and it doesn't matter. And then and then sometimes and then I have like great sets, and, then, and now then I feel the need to repeat that process. In the future, it's so da- damaging. It's like, so now every time I perform, I have to get to a state of horror. Oh, really? <laughs> right. You know what I mean? I think, I mean, not. I don't do it purposely, but yeah. I don't know how to just yeah. calmly go. I'm scared that if I just calmly go to a, a thing and don't act like I've, like I love to say before I go on stage, it gives me peace. I've like realized this. I love to be like, turn to someone and be like, I have nothing to say. I love saying that. It makes me feel like it. That's interesting. Do you know what I mean? It, yeah, it's like, I like It that. like frees me. By being like, this is going to be total crap or something. Or like, you know, this is hell. I've heard other people, I've I've talked to other comics or just seen, I have friends who would be like, oh, I'm going to bomb or whatever before they go up. Right. I don't know why they do it. But maybe for that exact reason. Yeah. I'm always shocked at how little, like I could get 12 hours sleep and eat the healthiest food and have exercised and written all day and have like a mediocre time. Yeah. Or have gotten like three hours sleep, gone directly from the airport to the club not prepared, gone on stage, and then had like the best set of the week. I know. It's, we- it's so, I'm trying to embrace the fact yeah. that 
some what those what happens beforehand is a completely different world than when you get on stage. Yeah, it's I, because this is a relationship podcast. I guess I want to kind of ask how does that factor yeah. into your depression? Um, well. I, I mean, right How now I'm in a relationship, so that's from, good. Because yeah. I just kind of opened up to my boyfriend about my depression. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's known about it, but, like, he doesn't suffer from that. So right. it was very scary to do because I feel judged and I'm like... I know. Sometimes you feel a little bit wallowy when you're depressed. Yeah. It's not, you know, it's like asking for sympathy when you're hungover, I kind of right. feel like. But people are like... You did this to yourself. Like, it's your fault you stayed in bed all day. It's like, I know, well, I know. It's, it's hard to look at it like a real disease and it's yeah. hard for other people to see it as such. Um, how do you, how do you handle that? Well, um, for me, like I am, you know, in a relationship. Um, and I think, well, let me think about this a little bit. I mean, just in general or like being inside a relationship, would you say? Because I think it's horrifying not in one and try like and navigating romance. Do you know what yes. I mean? Yes. Because of feelings of worthlessness, um, you know, looking for, I think I used to like in college and stuff like that, like be looking for kind of the thrill, the mood boost of like a conquest and um, and, and but then also having horrible like, you know, downs after rejection, you know, this kind of stuff. Yeah. And just when your when your self-esteem is tethered to a conquest and every little thing they do, you know, the, the time between when you text them and they text back is like, you know, that's. It's, that kind of stuff is killing you. Like that is very dangerous in some ways. Should um, someone who's depressed stay out of dating, fix themselves before they try to get in a relationship? Are they, in, do they deserve a relationship? Right, right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like in some ways I think it can be really healthy and then other ways it's like, it just seems like a bad idea. Yeah. I mean, I think, um, I, I think, it, you know, it just depends because you might, um, you might be with someone, you know, you might, Let's just say that you're you're in a place where you're you know let's just say your personality or your your true self or whatever you want to call it your best self is somehow still revealed despite your depression right mm -hmm. uh, to someone you know yeah. in whatever setting and then and they fall in love with you and you mm -hmm. fall in love with them and then you know you spend time with them and they see and, and you come clean or whatever or they yeah. realize or you say like right up right up front I'm really struggling with this it's kind of like they might handle it really well and it could be great and it could be just some you know someone who cares about you and and supports you um you know like for me it's it's a huge benefit i think being in a relationship um i mean just not you know i live with my boyfriend and and he um you know it just helps to have someone to get you past those little moments when you kind of are you know you know i feel like i can't go right now. I can't go to this thing right now. All right, well, let's just go downstairs and get, you know, an iced coffee and see you feel then or something. You know, there's just That's little good. moments that can bridge you from a moment that on your own you might, like, collapse or something. Yeah. But um, don't you, don't you like, want to be alone sometimes so badly and then you're like, oh, I'm living with this person. Like, doesn't your disease want you to just, like, go, I want to be alone in a, like... Oh, yeah, it's interesting. Um, I think I had, a, I had, like, I fully had so many years of that almost mm -hmm. um, that, and I guess, you know, I got in, I actually got into this relationship right as I was sort of in my healthiest place. Yeah. I was going to ask that. Yeah, and it was, like, I mean, it was literally after, like, a year of doing... 
I mean, I was living at home at the time, but I was moving back into the city. Mm-hmm. And um, I'd been doing like Kundalini yoga in my parents' living room yeah. for like a year. And I'd just done the master cleanse that uh, that oh week, God. which is not necessarily healthy, but it's, you know, you were just for me good. to be able to do that, I, yeah. was in a, I was meditating. I was like, sure. it was ridiculous. And, um, and then, and moving in. So I was clearly in a good place if I was like getting, getting things back together. And then I got together. So, but, but you know, it's, it's, I'm trying to think like, it's so hard to just um, say across the board, you know, with something like this. But I, I guess. Did you find uh, switching gears? Because I, I feel, feel like, like we, I'm alone when I'm with him in a good way. Yeah, that's that's a. I you know think what that's, I mean? Like I'm. You're so, so comfortable with, with him. him that you don't need to hide any of your weird no, things yeah. that you do. I'm like I walk around like naked, but not in a pretty way. Like it's. I love you saying problem. this. What you told me this the other night? Oh my god, just, I did. Yeah, but I forget what your point was. Like you like just I sit in underwear like a fucking Buddha. Like, do you know what I mean? Like a fat Buddha. Like, yeah. I, like I sit like Indian style in underwear. Like the nothing, most unflattering no like way my, to sit. Yes, where like naked. my boobs just look like like fat man's tits. Like, do you know what I right. mean? And like eating, <laughs> like sitting like just because it's hot up in the loft where we sleep, and I'm sitting yeah. here eating Chinese food like like a Buddha, like a Buddha, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you know ordering in, of course, like the Buddha. Um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah. So I'm. So you're comfortable he's in super your non. Yeah, he's yeah. just so non. Um, I don't know. Like, yeah, I mean, I I've see also what you're I handle it pretty well, or like I appear to be trying to handle it well. I'm. I take my damn meds. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I'm not always perfect, and then sometimes I'm, you know, feeding into it or whatever. But I feel like it's hard to get in with someone when they're just in absolute crisis that's like kind of a weird time to that's get in, a, in a, you, we all have friends who have gotten involved with people like that yeah. where you're just like Ugh. like it's, like it's a time. man it's maybe a manic phase that they meet this person yeah it's like the, all the feelings are super intense want to take a quick break here <laughs> and uh remind you that this episode is brought to you by squarespace yeah we're talking about depression and i love heavy squarespace, shit man. but sometimes like boost my spirit I'm yeah so, i go i make websites sometimes i don't even you know follow through <laughs> yeah you don't have to because you can just sign up for a free trial yeah. and just fool around a little bit get to know yourself online you, so for a free trial and 10 percent off you can just visit squarespace.com and enter offer code nothing at checkout uh it's simple and easy you can use beautiful designs drag and drop content uh which i always think is drag and drop i did too when you said it yeah i I think yeah well find out and uh 24 7 support through live chat and email so it's super easy plan started eight dollars a month why not give it a shot support the podcast Uh, it would mean a lot to us squarespace.com offer code nothing um Back to depression and uh, Phil, you don't suffer with depression. Uh, no. As but I we felt, are speaking. Yeah, but I mean, not, yeah, but I, I you know, get people sad feel and, down. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, do what, do you ever? What do you think impedes your uh, creativity or st- maybe stand up or relationships? What is? Do you feel like you have a? a de- like a dysfunction like depression that maybe uh, i mean no just with like from hearing you guys speak i've never had i mean i've never had anything i've never been in a mind frame where then why I aren't you more successful <laughs> where I, haven't, I haven't been in a mind frame where i, I guess that's do, what i'm saying where no i couldn't I, do spots okay i would because i would think like oh at least i have a show tonight right oh see mine is like 
I've called in sick. I feel like entitled to call in sick to things if I'm depressed enough. Yes, absolutely. And I've said that to some people who I can say, like, I'm too depressed to do stand-up tonight. It's very few people. Yeah. Maybe only you. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I think that it's a valid way to to be like, I'm too depressed to do it. And it should be like taken very seriously. But no, yeah, I mean, it's that I can't comprehend when people don't take it seriously. Like if someone who's never been depressed and then they're like, well, it's just a thing. I'm like, well, have you ever had cancer? No. Well, then why would you denounce like? Yeah, I I just because I think that everyone they believe they have had cancer. Exactly. Problem. Yeah. Yeah. They feel like, you know, sad days or like bad day or days when they're in a bad mood or feel under the weather are like it. And maybe it's a glimpse into it. But I just I don't know that sometimes I doubt whether I'm really in it. Like sure, sometimes yeah. I'm like, are you really putting yourselves in with the Robin Williams? Like, is right, that really, right. you think you're so special? Right, right. That you're like a chosen depressed comedian, like patting That's yourself hilarious. on the back. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You sometimes feel a little bit um, like I'm, I feel like I glamorize it yeah, sometimes. Sure. And society does too, because some of the traits of depression uh, line up with like the Western sort of like, hemisphere like Lazy. romantic hero a little bit oh. like like it's kind of interesting like um okay like being um glib um pensive loner those things are like are like sometimes celebrated in america as cool you mm-hmm. know and so um like one thing i this guy wrote this book against depression where which is really brilliant and he talks all about the actual pathology in the brain that like happens like even if a, a, an event triggered your depression once it's triggered like once once your brain is doing something producing those chemicals those chemicals you know it's happening right regardless of the of the of the trigger or whether it's you know the, there's so many factors and that's why it's like so confusing and you're like is this it and and it's just because i mean yeah like the brain is is a you know immensely complex in the body and mm-hmm. all this stuff but he anyway, he talks about the actual pathology and he talks about, you know, um, people are worried about like, you know, the long term effects of, let's say, antidepressants. Yeah. But we do know lo- long term effects of depression, like literally on the brain, like the hypothalamus shrinks. Um, I mean, it, you know, for, if you're producing those stress hormones and, and, and all this stuff, it, I mean, it li- it's that is not a healthy way for the brain to wow. live. Wow. So it actually changes the chemistry of the brain? Yeah. Like per- Depression. It, it, and it can it can change it in a way that it's and like can, that forever? Well, um... Or it changes in a way that it perpetuates The great thing is itself. that, I mean, I'm not sure, I, I can't speak, like, perfectly about this, but... Um, I mean, in, in, the, in theory, neuroplasticity is like the great hope for everyone uh, with, with anything with the brain because the, basically the brain is, is amazing at rebuilding itself or, you know, finding a different place. Like you can, you can, you can, uh, I think, I, I don't know if like the hypothalamus shrinking is permanent. I'm not, I'm not sure yeah. like how that works or whatever. I, I'd have to check. But, but it could shrink and perpetuate the depression. But oh, yeah, yeah. Usually definitely. when it's just really cold in that water. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And um, yeah, really you're like, cold. you're like, when I am in cold water, is that <laughs> going to be permanent? Um, so, but he talks about that. And then he also talks about, um, so he talks about the pathology and that kind of stuff. That's really he talks about the glia cells in the brain on on, on depressed people are le- like basically the, the the cells are less resilient, like stuff like this. He talks about yeah. the real science, and then he talks about the way that pe- that society does sort of um, like I have a joke about this, and it's basically based on 
reading his book because he talks about how so many people, professionals, say things like, you know, at conferences about, you know, um, mental illness and stuff, they'll say, you know, well, what they really will say, I mean, like doctors will say, well, what if we had antidepressants back in Van Gogh's day? Um, you know, would we have had, would we have Starry Night? Okay. And like, mm-hmm. and like my joke about it is like, well, maybe we would have had Bright Day or more <laughs> paintings or Van Gogh, uh, you know, a fellow human being wouldn't have cut his, his ear off. Like, why do you do, do you care so much about Starry Night? Like, is Starry Night really so important to you? Like, your, your, your magnet on your fridge? Like, yeah. we wouldn't have Starry Night. Like, it's such a. It, and it, that Don McLean song? It's like. Is it Don McLean? Isn't it, is it John Denver? Maybe. Starry, Starry Night? Yeah. No, it's. I'm it's looking it up. It's definitely not Don McLean. Really? I don't think so. I think it's uh, John Denver. Oh, our listeners are like maybe both. Shut up. <laughs> but I want to get to the it's, bottom of this. It's 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 really interesting that these people still, you know, people like wh- Don McLean. Nice. Are you yes. really? Yes. Oh, I'm sorry, Nikki. It's okay. Hey, I mean, you know, good for both of you. You know, thank it's you. Good to speak we tried. Up and challenge. Yeah. Good to hold to your guns. I can remember like long road trips and my dad playing that tune. Yeah, I, I don't remember that. <laughs> and so you should really know. I thought it was John Denver. I just remember our art teacher making us listen to it. But oh, yeah, that is such a funny thing. Like, uh, would there be like, that's so great. Like, do you really care about Starry Starry Night that much? Like, yeah, it's, 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 it's rude. And, like, it's rude to that guy. Yeah. Because uh, these other, even, <laughs> even the therapist, even the doctors, sort of assign value to depression. Like, the, like actual doctors will say, you know, like, other, if you have a pathology in some other area, like, obviously people don't think, well, maybe we should, maybe we should, you know, l- let him sit with his cancer for a while because he might produce some better writing right. while, while he yet suffers from cancer. Like, we wouldn't have had that movie Fault in Our Stars yeah. <laughs> if it wasn't for the disease cancer. Yeah, exactly. And what a beautiful exactly, tale. What would exactly. we do without it? Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, I forget, it reminds me, like, I had this part of the joke that, like, never quite worked, which was like, <laughs> which was like, if we had a pill to cure Mariah Carey's, like, like insatiable desire for unavailable men or whatever like we would all we would have was a christmas album you know like That's it's so it's that good. argument yeah and then and then like these, i don't want to live in that world these parts never make it in but like the other part was was like something about if we didn't have breast cancer we wouldn't have the susan g coleman oh my God. like we wouldn't have the susan g I coleman i wouldn't have a pink yeah. uh, ipad cover that's it isn't that horrifying anyway but like you're like but susan g coleman wouldn't have died. Like, and then we wouldn't have all the... That's so... That's fucked up. I didn't know insane, that people right? say that that make that argument. I mean, I guess I did know that. that uh, they say if, you know, it would be... If everyone was happy, they think it's robbing something in human experience. But but the goal is actually just to get you back. Like, I forget, like, someone like Freud or something said, like, you know, the goal of psychotherapy or whatever is to get you back to the regular level of human misery. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, just... Just be, you're there's, not going There's no happy robots walking around. That's no. not happening. You if know? antidepressants made you happy, that's why so many people stopped taking them, at least for me. Yeah. Like, I was like, I thought, oh, this should just make me like way happy. And yeah, like yeah. skipping down the street. Um, but it doesn't. It just makes you feel normal, which is still right. kind of miserable yeah, at yeah. times. And so you think it's not working, so you stop taking it and then you fall back down. Right. I'm oh, so yeah, bad at totally. taking medication. I just take it when I remember, which is not you know often. you mean like when you remember like you mean you don't take it like daily no 
And that's like a big issue because it's like never really worked for me. And it's obviously because of that. I mean, I just take, you know, it's fully a buildup thing, right? I mean, like, what like, do you mean? like it's like a buildup, like it, it does not function on a daily basis. Like it has to build up in your system for weeks. Yeah. And then you're really getting the effects from two weeks before. Yes. Much, like yes. Whatever pill you like take. It has to get into. Yeah. So like yeah. you, if you take it one day. Except for placebo effect, which is a real effect. Oh, yeah, definitely. Like, which is, like, it's funny because placebo effect's treated like, well, it's placebo effect, so you didn't actually, no, it's, it's a, real a real thing. You triggered thing. the thing in your brain, your brain then produced the right it, chemicals. It works. It's so. It's a real thing, yeah. It's, like, really hard to and beat the placebo in trials. Oh, yeah. Placebo amazing, right? is really successful. Yeah. And, yeah, and even when you know. That's what's really amazing. Yeah. Even when you know. They did, like, study where they had people who were no longer responding to chemo or something like that, or radiation, or no, maybe it was chemo. They went and they still had them sit in the chair and like act as though they were getting the chemo, but like their body couldn't take knew. it anymore. Yeah, they knew like they weren't getting the chemo. They were just sitting in the chair, but their body still like responded as wow. if they, I mean, wow. it's, if, if a drug can beat, like apparently if the drug, if a drug can beat the placebo in trials by like 2%, so if like, it's like considered an amazing, like, holy shit, this is going to market. Wow. It's like the placebo works 30% of the time. Yeah. And like Prozac works 32 or something. You know what I mean? And it's like, it's not amazing. What yeah. is just like, get out of that funk. Like your dad telling you that. What does that work? Oh. Um, it's just a negative, funk. Just yeah. like, you should go like go yeah. for a walk or something. Why don't you go play Frisbee with me? That's it's, what my dad always said when I would be depressed. Come outside and play Frisbee. and make. It's not going to hurt, which was is a good point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. It I probably know. is not going to hurt to play frisbee with my but you dear feel, old dad. You know, you feel the sense. I think one of the the reasons because it's not that they're wrong. It does help, right? There, mm-hmm. you know, also it does. It would help Fresh if you air, could get out there, stuff, whatever. Yeah. But I think part of it for me is that because you know you're going to feel bad again right after. Like once you've had that experience a few times where you felt better doing the thing, then you go home and you immediately feel depressed again. You're like. Why go do it? it? Just the second it's over, I'm going to feel depressed again anyway. Right. You're like, there's a systemic problem here. And like, I don't want to fix it for three minutes or yeah. an hour because yeah. I'm just distracting myself until I reach. It's like you feel like you want to face your depression. I don't know. And that's what I do with my life is I line up activities Yeah. where I have no downtime. Like I'm very... Scheduled, brilliant. You are scheduled. So, like, I just jump from one thing to the next, like, literally with no time in between. Maybe time to grab a coffee or grab a snack. But like, I've worked away, so I never stop. And if I do stop, I'm like with someone else. Because if I'm just alone and idle, it's not a good scene, and it will hit me. But if I stay busy enough. Like, I always look forward to, like, oh, I have nothing to do tomorrow. And then I do it. And I'm like, that was the worst thing I've ever been oh, through. Yeah. Like, That's my apartment's a mess. I've eaten too much. I've yeah. d- I've been, watched some weird things online. Yeah. And I've slept too much. And I just feel – it looks like a sick person lives at my apartment. If <laughs> yeah, I'm, like, yeah. at home for, like, three hours by myself. Yeah. I just turn it into, like, a – it's insane. I mean, that's a very specific, like, kind of – the sort of high-functioning depressive, like it's a very specific. A lot of times, those people go undiagnosed because they're so like, yeah, you know, function like functional yeah. and and zipping around. And but it catches up to you. It catches like if up you to are you. Just yeah, like, the if low I'm, level. Yeah, if I'm going, going, going. Eventually, I just crash, and it like I'll just show up. Like I've showed up at the cellar before, and just like started like <laughs> I can't even do this. Yeah. Thing. Like just break down. And I remember one time, like Amy was like, "We're gonna get you in a car. No one's <laughs> noticing that you're crying." I'm like, Keith saw. Like I just uh, just had cr- <laughs> crashing. Like because eventually you can't 
you you can't run from this stuff. It, it yeah, catches yeah. up to you. So it's uh, I, we have to wrap this up, which sucks. I, I really uh, want you to come back and talk more because you're just so fascinating. Yeah. And, and I hope that people, even if you're not struggling with depression, that this is interesting or helpful and at least gives you some compassion for people who may have depression around you because we all have someone that I, we all know someone who's depressed. Yeah. And I think that a lot of times I just wish people were more compassionate about it. Yeah. And uh, I think we all like had that, learned that lesson with Robin Williams. Yeah. Like uh, it was create a big stir about yeah. like, you don't know what it's like and this is what it's like. But um, it's always nice to hear and to talk about. Yeah. It always helps me. So maybe this is very self-serving, but thanks no, for I being here. No, I love it. Here. I love it. And uh, check out her album. Let's get it moving on the iTunes charts. Quality notions, guys. It's so good. We I'm gotta so, get it out there. Let's get it out there. <laughs> if everyone, you know, just buys it, all at the same time, like right now, meaning when the podcast comes out, right. guys, I'll be like flying up the charts. It'd be the coolest. Oh my God. You will be given, who, who's always up there? Gaffigan, Gaffigan. run for his money. All right. Uh, thank you for listening Thanks and for we'll listening. see you uh, next week. Bye.